and here we are back for part three now of our trade deadline special here and moving right along we're gonna jump right off into the central division here kicking things off where it's not exactly hurricane season because no trade or a very limited one single trade was done it's not a whole lot of damage but talking about the carolina hurricanes we did see them make one single trade where as mentioned before they traded hayden flurry to the anaheim ducks in return, because here we go with the fun again, they acquired a 2022 sixth round draft pick and defenseman Yanni Hakam. Shit. Hakam. 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 Yanni Hakam. Hakam. So that's all Carolina did for this trade deadline. Personally, for yeah. my notes on them, come the expansion draft, they're going to lose a solid. Uh, they're going to lose someone big. I think yeah. Carolina and Philadelphia will be the top two teams to lose a significant roster player because of mm -hmm. the expansion draft implications. But I think for the Carolina Hurricanes here, it like they're solid on their top three lines. On their back end, they're solid in their top four. The one thing I was wondering if they were going to make any moves was potentially in nets, where yeah. the likes of James Reimer, Peter Mrazek, and you know they're, they're one-two as they were excuse me, last year in the playoffs. And, you know, Peter Mrazek went down with his injury. He was out a couple months. And they figured, all right, Reimer, you're going to get some games in here. And for your days off, all right, we're going to send it off to Steph. You want to name him? Because I have trouble with names already. Yeah, his name is uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. Exactly. Him. American. <laughs> I know. The one, the, one time my, the one time my Eastern European background helps. So, and, you know, Nedeljkovic, uh, he's obviously uh, played his way into not exactly a starting role, but at least an NHL uh, yeah. goalie tandem there position. So, yes, I, I, and again, only, and I only mentioned that before because Reimer and Mrazek are both UFAs, and Nedeljkovic, he's an RFA. So... There was some talk about maybe James Reimer being on his way out, but the funny thing is, even though Mrazek and Nedeljkovic both have really solid numbers, the team's yeah. record with these goalie actually favors James Reimer the most. So yeah. it's just like, do you want two goalies who are great with numbers, or do you want maybe a Cy Young-winning-looking goalie with his stats and James Reimer? But otherwise... There's not much else. There's not much else you honestly could add to this lead. Uh, add to this team. They're just solid all the way up and down their lineup as it is. Yeah, and I just want to give a shout out because this is episode 39. I do believe that uh, Alex Ndelkovic actually wears number 39. So that's yes, our little. Uh, yeah, that's our little 39 shout out for Alex. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him a C for Carolina. Didn't really do much, and you know, uh, I think that the team that they were probably worried about uh, did make a big move, and we'll get into them soon. Yeah, you know, but uh, we'll pop back over into the central time zone here with the most recent dynasty team in the NHL with the Chicago Blackhawks where, you know, Stan Bowman, he was up to some moves here and there and, uh, you know, working some good draft picks. Uh, not exactly yeah. selling off, but not exactly being buyers as well. Uh, yeah. I thought he actually did a really good job and honestly, you've already mentioned all these trades, but we've got to bring them yeah. all up again because who knows, you know, how, how quick all of our memories are short-lived but yeah. so we saw the chicago blackhawks acquire adam go get adam godet from the vancouver canucks for matthew highmore uh we also saw them trade away carl soderberg and in return to colorado in return they acquired josh dickinson an hler and the rights to college uh, player Ryder rolston 
Uh, they're also part of that three-way trade that we just mentioned before as well with the Matias Yanmark trade with San Jose and uh, Vegas where we saw Chicago trade away a fifth rounder and in return they acquired a second rounder in 2021 and a third rounder in 2022. And the other trade that they made, again, another one with the Vancouver Canucks where they trade away Madison Bowie and a fifth rounder and acquired a fourth rounder in 2021. Yeah, I mean... They have a lot of picks over the next two years, that's for sure. The only thing that I find kind of odd is, mentioned this before on a previous episode, but the fact they trade away Madison Bowie, because yeah. part of the implications of the expansion draft is you need a defenseman who has term on their contract beyond this season to be left open uh, for the upcoming expansion draft. And that's yeah. exactly what Madison Bowie fit. Like, Here's a guy who's one more year left on his contract. He's played enough games. He fits that uh, requirement right there. So the fact that they traded yeah. him away, now you're potentially looking at, well, maybe like a DeHaan or a Murphy or Zadorov are now going to be left open and potential there to be taken. Um, again, not the biggest thing. Yeah. As you just mentioned, Chicago, they got they brought in a lot of good draft picks. Certainly for a guy like Matthias Yanmark, bringing in a second and a third rounder. That's a great overhaul uh, and return for him there. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, uh, Ryder Rolston, if he's able to turn things up, uh, fairly confident is Brian Rolston's son. So having that uh, hockey family genetics there, or pro hockey family genetics in there. And actually, one other trade they actually made uh, just prior to the trade as well there. Sorry. Um, They actually brought in as well the likes of Brett Connolly in a trade with Florida. Where they acquired Brett Connolly, Henrik Borgstrom, Riley Stillman, and a seventh rounder in 2021 from Florida for the likes of Lucas Walmark and Lucas Carlson. So overall, Jesus. personally, I'd say for Chicago, I I'd honestly give Chicago an A minus here. Yeah, I I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, I I find that Adam Godet has a lot more higher value and potential than Matthew Highmore. Um, yeah. I, I think Godet could be a really good player for them. Connolly, you know, I'm sure he's not going to be sticking around a long time if not selected in the expansion draft. But I like the yep. acquisition of Riley Stillman there for them. And again, you're able to bring in a second, a third, and a fourth for Alexa of Yanmark and Madison Bowie there. So yeah, not not too bad of a, of a return package there for them. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, uh, you know, we'll slip on down here and for a team with uh, one of the more interesting GMs in the league, and especially his lovely coach as well there, and John Tortorella, and see if he's even stuck in, sticking around beyond the season. But Yarmo yeah. Kekalainen, he was certainly busy uh, with the phone lines leading up to the end of this oh, uh, yeah. trade deadline, where, oh, yeah. again, he started off with Riley Nash being traded to Toronto Maple Leafs for a seventh rounder. Um, and then he got a little more fun and interesting with back-to-back three-way trades where basically uh we've already mentioned nick felino one they acquired toronto's first rounder in 2021 and toronto's second rounder in 2022 additionally to the trades they also acquired a 2021 first rounder to uh from tampa bay and a 2022 third rounder from tampa bay in exchange for david savard yeah um a plus easy easiest a plus i've given today um just the fact that uh three firsts this year three three i know it's a dead draft year i know we've talked about this before but 
Trade all three tradable. for Eichel. Calling it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that those are pieces to move to to add on and tinker with. And then if you get rid of Torts, you get a fresh new GA, you get a fresh new coach, and you can only add, like you can add another star to play with Line A, for example. And not even that. There is rumors that for once in the life of the NHL, there are rumors that Nick Foligno will come back to resign. Like the fact that that even that the because that's some it's really funny. I think that uh, we talk about this. Spencer and I talk about this all the time. The fact that a player is the UFA, they love it where they are. They just tell their family, "Hey, just stay. I'm gonna go try to win a cup, and then I'll just resign with the team." And why not talk talk to the GM about that in advance? Maybe you know. I mean, sure, things change, but you think that if you can talk to a GM in advance and say, hey, you know, I'll be back, but just, you know, let me go try to win a cup, get some experience, and I might be able to bring that back to the team next year. I just wonder if that's something that Nick Foligno will do. I know that there are there were some rumors. There was a Columbus reporter reporting that that was a potential possibility. So, you know, imagine that. Imagine you got a, imagine you ripped off Dubas to ha- only have the player come back if they failed the run to, to the cup. So, yeah, it's very fascinating, but I think he did a wonderful job. A yeah, plus. Uh, even for David Savard there too, right? Okay, being able yeah. to bring in a first rounder and a easy, you know, extra dra- and a third rounder there for, you know, Savard. He's not a number one guy. He's not a number two. <sighs> he's a solid three four defenseman for Tampa Bay there. And yeah, a a plus move by Kikalin in there. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see uh, what again. It's he, he's one of I I don't want to say underrated GMs, but he's certainly someone where he makes very interesting moves that you're, you're not exactly like questioned by them but it, like you're kind of like half questioning them because you're just like wow that's kind of crazy that he pulled it off and yeah. if he's able to do that you know it's gonna get even crazier with what he's gonna get as the end result of it you know yeah oh the tree the tree is gonna be the tree is gonna grow and it's only gonna grow to be more in his favor yeah so you know but we'll move along here to the next team where we'll go down to the big d there's Dallas Stars in Texas there, where things may always be big in Dallas, but not during this trade line, where, you know, there's more announcements off the ice than what they did for transactions-wise. Uh, Dallas Stars, they made no trades. Nothing happens. Uh, the only actual transaction they did was they did happen to claim, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Sammy Vatanen off waivers from okay. the New Jersey Devils. So Vatnin, unfortunately, he's really uh, fallen off. You know, you, you know, fallen off quite a bit in his play, and like he'll be a good six seventy man. Oh, gross! <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. I um, will. Uh, I will. Uh, I will just say that uh, I know that uh, I know that they are the big D, but I'm gonna give them a little D. So uh, that's 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 where I'm at. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Well, because we only found out afterwards, you know, where Ben Bishop and Alexander Radulov are both shut down for the season. Uh, Tyler Sangay has still yet to even be in contact drills in practice. So I think they were kind of hoping to go along those lines with like St. Louis there where, hey, our injured players will come back. And that's kind of like a trade deadline acquisition. But they both didn't. And, and yep. you can't forget about Rupe Hints. He's been playing with a couple injuries this entire season as well. So yeah, it, they're still fighting. They have the uh, the the uh, what do you call it? like games in hands to lend them a loping, uh, uh, you know, lending them a hand and being able to stay in that playoff race. But yeah, it's it's, uh, it's not yeah, it's not looking pretty for them. But do with what yeah. you can, and it's just a little surprising because Jim Neal he loves making big time trades and. Well, unfortunately, he uh, he didn't get around to it, but 
for someone that did make big time trades and you know kept that motor running in motor city wow wow we wah as you like to say right after that trade deadline had passed there's always trades coming in through but holy shit i uh, this is why i say it is the best trade of the trade deadline by far so leading up to this hyped ass trade We've already mentioned uh, that the Detroit Red Wings had acquired a fourth rounder from Colorado for Patrick Nemeth. They had also, as part of that three-way trade with Tampa and Columbus in the Savard trade, they retained some salary on David Savard and acquired a Tampa Bay fourth rounder in 2021. Uh, they've also managed to acquire a fifth round draft pick in 2021 and relieving John Merrill of the, well, you know, uh, totem pole at the very bottom there of the standings. But the big trade that went down was seeing the Detroit Red Wings trade away Anthony Mantha to the Washington Capitals. And in return, they brought in Richard Panic, Jacob Verana, a 2022 first rounder, and a 2022 second rounder. Thoughts yeah. on that trade? Yeah, A+. Plus. I'm not even going to go further. Man, Iserman, we got to call up his brother and tell him that his, his brother... The GM of the GM of the Detroit Red Wings is a magician, magician, magician. He he fucking does shit like Kekalainen, and it just magically turns into first, seconds, thirds. And you know what he does when he brings along his scouts? Just look at Tampa while he was there. Like Detroit's gonna be scary again. You and you know it. It's just I know they sucked for a couple of years, but man, those fans have got to be excited about him as their GM because it's a plus, a plus plus, a plus plus. I'm gonna say a plus plus, a hundred percent. Well See, done. It, it, we know we've had a, a weird uh, winter and weather situations up here in Ottawa, but it must be crazy in Detroit with with this fleece season going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that yeah. is quite the overhaul. Just or, and, and I mentioned yeah. a couple months ago the, the possibility of Anthony Mantha maybe being traded because he is getting up there in age and he's there up in age right now where when Detroit is looking to be good, he's unfortunately going to be a little bit older and to be out of his prime to contend with that. And it's like, you know what? It's good to move him now while he has term and everything like that. And you're bringing a solid guy in Jacob Verana, a solid, solid top six guy. Richard panic was just part of the salary implications there to make this deal work out in general since Detroit has all the salary cap in the world. Just look at the neighborhoods. Um, and uh, also acquiring, you know, a first-round draft pick and additionally yeah. a second-round draft pick as well. Like, that, like wh- yeah. that is a fantastic return. And, yeah, same thing. A-plus on Steve Eiserman uh, acquisition uh, leading up to yeah, the trade yeah, yeah. deadline and overall there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's I think, that, I think that's where we can honestly leave it. Just A-plus for Detroit. Yeah, you know, and... We'll head south, way down south, to the state that everyone loves referring to as the penis state because there's a lot of dickheads down there. Uh, and aside from the state's uh, appearance as well on many maps. But we saw Florida Panthers make a few trades as well where we mentioned before they traded away the likes of Brett Connolly, Henrik Borgström, Riley Stillman away, brought in former Panther Lucas Walmark. They also went out and acquired Brandon Montour from the Buffalo Sabres. In return, yep. they gave up a 2021 third rounder. And additionally, as mentioned before as well, they went out and they acquired Sam Bennett and a sixth rounder in the 2022 draft from the Calgary Flames for a second rounder in 2022 and ML Heineman. So basically, they brought in a former depth guy in Lucas Walmark, top four D-man Brandon Montour, 
and Sam Bennett there. What are your thoughts on those trades for the Panthers? Yeah, I mean, the, the Bennett trade, I would say maybe there was a little bit of that expense factor to it. Like maybe they had, maybe they gave tree living too much. But honestly, if Florida can actually win a round or two for once, then it then it's okay. You know, that it, it pays dividends in the end. And you know, uh, I, a trade that you actually called, kudos to you uh, earlier. I think maybe within twenty four hours of it happening is. All I got was in this in the wall of text. I wish I could show our viewers from Spencer about on trade deadline day was Montour's going to Florida, and that's it. Like that's where you left it. Like that. He's like that's the only place that it makes sense. And you know, Bill Zito did it. Spencer GM Spencer called it easy, and yeah, I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B. Uh, you know, they did they did pretty decently well. I know that losing Ekblad sucked, and you want to try to replace that, but just market wasn't deep enough and Montour is as good as you're potentially going to do. So, Well, and that's yeah. the thing. They, they were honestly in the market to acquire a D-man even before Ekblad went down. So it's like, all right, you know, you got a guy that you wanted in Montour. You know, you want an additional right-handed D-man. But when Ekblad went down, he's out for the season, it's like, unfortunately, there's no one who you can find to replace him, work up any sort of oh. trade. Um but, you know, you take what you have with Montour there. It's it's good for the depth there. Um, he's definitely will be poised uh, going from Buffalo to the Florida Panthers now. And additionally, as well, so like Sam Bennett, change of scenery. Well, you can't go wrong from uh, – I, I actually, you know, you never know with Sam Bennett. You know, you go from the rodeos to the nude beaches, you know, see if that's a good change of scenery and to your liking. It's just kind of unfortunate where Florida – they're definitely in that mindset. And again, don't get me wrong. Like, they have a great GM in Billy Zito there. And he's yeah. going to do a tremendous job for the Panthers going forward. And again, don't you can't no one ever talks about it, but can you ever uh, not forget that Joel Quenville is their head coach as well? Yeah, I know. But, it's kind of crazy. But personally, it's, uh, it's definitely where Florida, like Bill Zito said, how they want to be a contending team, like a winning contending team for the next three years. Just to prove everyone and all hockey fans and even their own fans that they are going to capitalize on this youth and the strength and skill of this team. And they definitely made some good trades. I think it is definitely a little difficult uh, with Ekblad's injury that they couldn't maybe add more to get a better idea to reflect on what they could have had. But, you know, they're they're in a safe spot there in the division. They're going to qualify for the playoffs. It's just just unfortunate when you're like... I, I think maybe they're kind of banking on Tampa Bay clinching first place and they'll be like you know what we're going up against carolina carolina didn't make any moves and we added maybe we feel that we had the advantage here because we added and they didn't and look at that part from there hey spencer why are you counting out uh, the panthers like that why not florida clinch first and take nashville well exactly that right yeah who knows right? maybe like, why not <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, okay, yeah, you're right. I mean, with Ekblad out, certainly a little bit of a taller task, and they, they don't have the games in hand. I mean, Carolina has two and Tampa one, but, you know, all it takes a little bit a little bit more heat. And uh, I don't know if Montour is going to be very excited about, I mean, you said it looked like a penis, the state. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be happy going to a nude beach where it's all old people's shriveled up wieners, but we'll, we'll I mean, we'll leave that I up. I mean, that's like whatever. eighth wonder of the world anywhere that you check out the sea, really, honestly. <laughs> yeah specifically uh specifically uh there in florida but yeah and uh yeah so uh speaking of uh well we'll check uh, out of that state we'll go off to music city here in nashville where 
Very quiet. Uh, all yeah. the rumors, all the speculation came out to being absolutely nothing because they've been on one of the hotter teams in the league up there. And they yeah. made just a one ac- acquisition where with the Ottawa Sanders, they trade away HL defenseman Brandon Fortunato and a 2023 seventh rounder trade to Ottawa. And in return, they brought in Erica Branson. Yeah, that's like a C minus c c c minus maybe even d plus i don't know where it falls they didn't really do anything um honestly though uh, i would say one thing that Poyle could have done is traded one of grandland and holla because they are definitely two guys that seem to be available in with the seattle draft coming up um so they are potentially losing a player there to not maybe get some type of pick to try to rip a team off or at least to exchange for another player that might be on an expiring contract that's just as valuable. Maybe he could have done something there, so that's why I'm giving them such a low grade. But, yeah, good Branson's just depth, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Good Branson's airs are 6-7 guy. You know, add a little toughness if needed for end-of-game or end-of-period skirmishes. I think, honestly, though, they truly fall in with, like, that St. Louis and Dallas Star narrative of yeah. we have so many guys out injured, like, Stop me if you've heard this before and skip 10 seconds on this recording. Star players are injured. We get them back after the deadline. It's like another acquisition. Matt right, Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Brad Richardson, Lucas Visa, Mark Barovitsky, Ryan Ellis just came back, but all these names are all out. And also, not to mention as well as Eli Tolvanen, who was out for a couple weeks there too. So, it's... Did, did you just put Mark Borowiecki as as a player to look forward to having back in the lineup? Hey, if you're paying a guy $2 million for his role, abso-fucking-lutely there, bud. Uh, but on, honestly, right, well, what, though, it's I, I do see that. I do give them just a C grading. It's You yeah. give up an AHLer and a seventh rounder. You bring in a guy who's played you know, nearly a decade in the NHL already. It's good little veteran presence. And, well, I mean, he's a big fucker, too, and good brands in there. And... If needed, end of a game uh, heroics, well, let them lay out the haymakers. Uh, the only thing I would have maybe rather seen is them, because they don't have any Stanley Cup winning players on their team, so that would be the only thing I would have wished to have seen Nashville go out and acquire is someone who has won a cup. Whether it was someone yeah. like a good Branson-type role, where it's like, hey, you may not play, but guess what? For those meetings, for those practices and off-ice activities, those road trips in the hotel, you got someone who has won a Stanley Cup who's around the team and your players now speaking of a team uh that has a lot of stanley cup winners on it you know just because they are the defending champs uh they uh just as they 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 actually did the well we call it we call it illegal as fans but uh somehow acquiring uh savard uh david savard in that trade from columbus uh no 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 Uh. Mark is I don't know where Mark is. Mark probably doesn't even know where he is. Let's be real after after those hits. But yeah, uh, but I said Serge Savard. Oh, I, I I thought you said David. I was like, yeah, David doesn't know where he's at, man. You mean he Mark? Hasn't known... Jesus, <laughs> fucking Christ! You know what? We're recording this really late, and I'm a boomer. It's late for me, man. I'm trudging through this. But honestly, yeah, it's uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know what else to give them. I'll, I'll just give them an A because he just adds depth to that freaking decor that they already have. And the fact that they even freaking added that dude. They have Kucherov yet to come back for the play. Like, like fuck that shit. Ah, fuck Tampa Bay. That's a cheat code. I'm out. 
I'm not speaking till the end of the. I'm not speaking till part four. Yeah. So honestly, same here. I'll, I'll honestly give them a grade of an A as well here, just because they have pretty much like the only players they lost from the Stanley Cup winning team was when they traded Volkov away, depth guy, to Anaheim just uh, over a month ago, and they lost Carter Verhage, where on Tampa Bay he was a depth guy, now doing exceptionally well to Florida Panthers. But you had the exact same team basically that won the cup last year and minus Coburn. Um, but the fact that you brought in David Savard, like you won this cup with this team and now you just added in like one of the more, like it was so funny when they made this trade and like your non-typical hockey fans around or all saying the same things of like, why did we acquire or why did Tampa Bay acquire a guy with like six points on the year? I must be missing something. It's like, yeah, because he's one of the better shot blocking and defensive ability, like skillful guys in the league. Like he's very, very underrated for what he's able to do out there on the ice and tremendous move fitting it all underneath the cap there for the Tampa Bay Lightning and it's it's and, and not only that but it's kind of reminds me of when the Chicago Blackhawks won the cup in 2013 and when they won in 2015 was bringing in uh, old-timer uh, Savard's not an old-timer bringing in an old-timer who hasn't won a cup and you kind of play out for the old man without the cup and that's the only thing Savard brings to this team that everyone else doesn't have is without a cup so that'll end part three here, and uh, tune in to part four coming out tomorrow.